Uh, good evening, Brother Orlando. I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us. I know that it's pretty late uh, there in Bolivia. We're talking as it's 9 p.m. on uh, Thursday, November the 19th. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. It, it really means a lot. Sí, sí. Eh, acá es buenas, eh, buenas noches. Tenemos las, yes, um, of course. Good evening to you. It's about say 2109 hours good evening from Bolivia specifically from Santa Cruz I'd like to say hello to all of your listeners viewers brothers and sisters from everywhere in the world so brother Rolando could you um, introduce yourself to the, the people that are going to be listening to uh, to this interview later uh, you know who are you um, and, and what do you do there in Bolivia for the labor movement? Ah, sí. Eh, soy el compañero Rolando Borda. Me dicen el compañero Flaco Borda. En... Of course, my name is Rolando Borda. They call me Brother Flaco Borda here in Santa Cruz. For about four hours ago, we gave a presentation to the Workers, uh, Workers Congress of Santa Cruz. Giving, uh, giving up this, uh, this presentation by the elected members. Uh, the Congress is being held by the Presidium. Uh, that's why the, uh, the Executive Committee that is headed right now, or in more general concrete terms, we are the uh, basic soldiers. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to elect a new Executive Committee. We have about 56 sectors, many of those from the proletariat class, from the labor class, those of us uh, who want to want to direct the departmental uh, politics of the region. I am uh, work in the in the petroleum industry. Uh, I'm, I'm in the proletariat, uh, and I work in the operations sector. And I've just uh, finished my third round, and we're starting the third, the, our next round, to go to elections for uh, new elected members. And uh, the position that you hold, uh, wh what is the position that you hold um, in the uh, uh, in the organization there? My position is I am an executive manager and we're going to go into re-elections called, called upon by the petroleum sector to uh, dispute the executive committee of Santa Cruz. I anticipate with complete humility that the Congress that we're at right now is trending about 95% that uh, they will give us the trust again to uh, uh, continue this uh, labor movement through the Secretariat right now. That's great, that's great. Um, so. How did you um, get involved in the labor movement? You know, how how long have you been involved in the labor movement there in Bolivia, and um, and and what made you 
want to work, uh, you know, so heavily in, in the labor movement? Ah, bueno, eh, yo vengo de Camiri. Fíjense que allá por los años de, de mi niñez. Eh, well, I'm from Camiri. Uh, around that area, uh, around my childhood, it was a small town, mainly, mainly a petroleum-based uh, economy, the petroleum capital of the country. There were, you know, two choices. In my youth, when I was very young, I had, I uh, very young, I lost my mother, and a car accident. She was very young and I was, I had the responsibility of taking care of, you know, five of my younger children. So I was forced to find a job and in committee to work in the petroleum industry. You had to play soccer really well or you had to be the son of a petroleum worker. And in my case, I wasn't the son of a petroleum worker, but uh, I still had the possibility of play soccer really well. And that opened the doors that 30 years ago, I could access a job for the largest company a uh, largest company in the country, which is Yacimientos Poliferos Bolivianos Capitales. And obviously, you know, you, you see lots of injustices through your childhood, and it starts to make you a, into a dreamer. And it, it was possible to fight these injustices through, uh, through a union. And in Camiri, the uh, strongest union was the petroleum uh, union, and more or less that was our school. After after high school, we we came to Santa Cruz, and well, we've been working for for the, in this movement for 30 years, uh, working in this in this sector. But also, I've. Uh, been working for about uh, 15 years as an organizer, as a leader, as a, as a delegate, from intermediate, intermediary leader. I've been a subsecretary of my, of my union, the, the largest union in the country, and I've had the opportunity to be the first petroleum worker in the labor movement in Santa Cruz that occupies the executive position of the workers movement. We have a specific requirement that says that in order to be an executive of the Union of Santa Cruz, uh, normally this person is an industrial worker that occupies the position, but well, we, we had this chance to make it where we are now and we're finishing up our third term and with the blessings of God and with the trust of brothers and sisters of Santa Cruz, I think we can uh, be reelected. And this had also allowed me to be candidate 
for the governorship of Santa Cruz, uh, you know, using socialism as my instrument. But obviously, uh, first and foremost, it's my my union militancy uh, is is uh, primary in my function. So you were a candidate of, uh, for the MAS then in Santa Cruz to uh, uh, to to the parliament, right? I, I didn't realize that. Sí, la anterior gestión. Yes, the last term, because of uh, a political document that comes out of the Workers' Congress uh, throughout the whole country, through the Central uh, Workers' Group of Bolivia. They made a decision so that the, uh, the workers would uh, help support the change of the uh, President, Evo Morales. Through that, uh, election, through that process, we, we were candidates to be to, to be postulated through the socialist movement, but also uh, it was really strongly supported by the workers of this area. So it sounds like uh, oh, and solidarity from Alabama, uh, brother. My name is David. Uh, you you said that you got your start as a soccer player uh, in in the industry. Which yeah, that's right. Coincidentally, happens in America a lot. If you're a very good football player, you don't have a hard time finding a job in the industry. Uh, and it, but it sounds like you've also built the trust of your workers with 95% support. So I would like to congratulate you for that and uh, tell you great work there because that's that's as important as anything that you do. Uh, the question would be, how, how are the workers feeling now with the new government coming into place? And it sounds like your elections for the, for the executive committee or the executive council is coming up. Uh, are the workers, the proletariat on the ground feeling excited about this new era? Uh, Liliana, entiendo. Eh, a ver, antes de entrar a... Well, let me see, before, before I can respond to the question, I also can say that last year, during the October elections, before the coup, I was also candidate to second senator for the Department of Santa Cruz. We were elected as second senator uh, with the help of my uh, worker brothers and sisters and obviously the president at that moment said that uh, he said that I wasn't just a candidate of Santa Cruz he said I was a candidate for the whole country that was represented the the workers because of the coup we could not uh, assume the Senate position it was we were very persecuted uh, I think I was the uh, the most persecuted head at Santa Cruz. We had to hide in the woods for about 27 days until 
this this climate and this pressure could pass and uh, you know threats to my life you know to, to protect my life so it's been a difficult time uh, last year we have to remember as well there was no fraud it was a coup uh, it was uh, sponsored by the OEA and by Mr. Amado and, and fascism, you know, because in Santa Cruz you have to know that the powerful people always want to impose their will. And obviously the workers, the proletariat class, to social organizations, they always look, uh, they always look down upon us. So it's a pretty complicated department we can't uh, forget as well in 2008 when the movements for separatism also also uh, sponsored by the transnationals by people in power obviously a very uh, defined strategy they had a uh, same kind of coup of last year to steal uh, our natural resources specifically our lithium I think that's what's provoked the coup, but uh, thankfully uh, the consciousness, the consciousness of the people uh, have imposed themselves through the vote. We're not uh, the culture of fighting or whatnot, we're the culture of, of the vote. We are brothers and sisters that historically, you know, workers, proletariats, our brothers and sisters, our indigenous brothers and sisters have given their lives, have given their blood and with their support we've recovered democracy. So also with the, you know, today um, had the opportunity because of the 18th of October, the, the consciousness of the people through a general indefinite strike uh, decreed by the by the central labor force, our our young people, our indigenous people, our workers, we were able to recover our democracy with, with more than 55% in favor. So today we have to play a role. We have a, a president that's been a minister that uh, accompanied uh, President Evo for almost 14 years when we will not forget, especially the working class, that were we were way way over budget and that inflation wild inflation and through nationalization it was through the recuperation of our uh, nationalization of our natural resources our economy stabilizes and we had the greatest growth in recent times it was about 4.5 percent of growth annual growth a year of the economy and that allowed our president Evo to build roads, hospitals, um, other types of transportation, other types of education. It, it allowed to remove three million people from extreme poverty and insert them into the middle class. So the workers and the Bolivian people in particular, uh, the, the proletariat class, we, we are sure that with 
with President Lucho Arce and, and uh, David Chacohuanca, we are going to recover the economy. But as well, when the coup happened last year, we didn't have on our minds the, the idea of the, uh, the pandemic. We had 21 days of stoppages, of blockages, and we had to not, you know, the, our, our economy just took a nosedive. We've been robbed and sacked, and the, the pandemic arrived, and it was just the coup de grace. But it, it was very uh, opportunistic for the fascists, for the, the extreme right, the, those that have been living off the state, a candidate like Camacho, for example, owes uh, millions because of the uh, more than more than 44 million bolivianos. Uh, these are the kinds of things that have the subversive movement uh, for the coup. But the, with the workers, we know that we have to work our base so that the economy will recover uh, with the leadership of, of, of a brother Lucho Arce without forgetting our, our legitimate demands are to reinvindicate our workers that have been very vulnerable and with the you know uh, the, the memory that every 15 minutes there was a worker on the streets or, or you know, people were thrown out into the streets. And that's what happened during the transitional coup government happened. And now the government that emerges from the people, from the working class, we have the commitment to recover the economy, to consolidate the future of our children and our new generations. That's powerful. You mentioned that, uh, you mentioned that Y'all went on a uh, on a general strike, um, uh, if not once, I think multiple times. I, I've read about uh, multiple different strikes happening in Bolivia under the coup government, and um, I I'm interested as you know uh, I'm not sure how much um, uh, Sister Ovana has told you about uh, David and myself, but both of us are. Um, unionists here in the United States in Alabama. Um, I'm a uh, rank-and-file member of my union and an officer in our labor, labor federation. David is the president of his local union and here the culture around strikes is, uh, if I understand it right, it's, it's a lot more, we're a lot more timid here in the United States. Um, just going a, a single workplace going on strike in the United States is, is, is quite a big deal. Um, and, and, and I'm reading about multiple general strikes happening in Bolivia uh, during the past year. Can you talk to us about the organizing that goes into, um, in, into those general strikes and what it takes to, uh, what it takes for people to be able to, you know, lay their lives and livelihoods on the line for better working conditions, and in this case, uh, for a democracy um, in multiple workplaces in, in the same area. That's just, you know, it's just, it just doesn't really happen uh, in, in the United States, so I'm really interested. Uh, 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 
para mí es una satisfacción saber que ustedes it's uh, for me there's a great satisfaction to know that you are are representatives of unions in the United States but the history of the Bolivian union labor movement is truly a pride for us workers. Uh, before the uh, foundation of Central Obrera Boliviana, which is uh, 17th of April of 1951, you may have heard of a movement, a labor movement of mining workers that for us is the vanguard of the labor movement in Bolivia in 1944. Uh, these folks, the, the Federation of Mining Workers was formed where, where um, in their statutes of its founding they thought about the independence from politics. This meant that our, us workers couldn't get involved in politics. Without a doubt, after two years, our mining brothers and sisters realized that it wasn't the right path. So they had a general congress to define a new strategy. And from there, uh, a political thesis from Culacayo where they drew the line to follow, to be in power. From there, the workers, especially uh, proletariat workers, with the vanguard of the mining workers, and after there, the, the foundation of the Central Obrela Boliviana, led by legendary worker miner, Don Juan Lechino Oquendo, those of you, uh, you you might have heard of, and uh, he was executive as well, uh, maximum executive of workers of Bolivia. He was uh, vice president of the country at one point. So us workers, we have a role to play in political action of our country. Our congresses, in, in our congresses, we approve political documents and in different commissions in social issues for housing in housing for, us, for social security and in regular manners we define how are we supposed to be organized as workers and how can we maintain unity within workers so there will be no divisions and as far as politics, obviously, I spoke about um, there's a there's a political document that that comes from Kulakaya's thesis in 1946. From that time, they have tried to change the mind, the ideology of the workers. Uh, workers led by the Central Boliviana, we present political documents, but we do uh, proposals and demands so that the uh, 
country will produce certain things. We, we demand, obviously, under the, uh, under the banner of nationalization of our, of our industries that are the support of our country. Obviously, uh, following that socialist line, following the, the worker line, and on the other hand, it's the, the, hard, the hard line of models imposed by the IMF, by the International Monetary Fund. The privatizations are, uh, the privatization of our strategic uh, businesses and industries are. So there, the workers ourselves, we, we not only uh, define our rights, Obviously, our country is first, our natural resources, because with those, in the case of President Evo Morales, has done great, great works, great works, uh, building highways, uh, new airports, uh, educational centers, uh, polyfunctioning sports centers, and after nationalization, after the agenda of 2003, precisely because of a general strike, indefinite general strike and a mobilization, we were able to knock down the nefarious Gonzalo Sanchez uh, uh, government. In fact, he came to the U.S. and, uh, and even today uh, there is impunity through the death of many brothers and sisters caused by that event. Well, in essence, the, the proletariat class, the worker class, we became in the sentinels, in the guardians of democracy, and then in the sentinels, the guardians of natural resources. And today, after nationalization, in which we were starting uh, a period of privatization, of fascist privatization, and trying to break our strategic businesses in trying to destroy the economy. And that is why the last indefinite uh, strike decreed by the Central Boliviana, that's why uh, we had a mobilization of blockages to force, firstly, not to defeat the government, but to force for once and forever, they call elections and that the people with sovereignty voluntarily could go to the polls and define the luck of the country through the vote. And that's what happened. And I think this is where the consciousness of the people, thanks thanks to the mobilization, thanks to the Central Obrera Boliviana, and consolidating that victory, we have to fill the other role, the foundation of how to rebuild the economy, uh, how to, with the, with the uh, tutelage of the president and the vice president, and that's how we, you know, establish, we will continue to recuperate our benefits through the recuperation of the economy of the country, and we know that it will be possible. We're going to continue with our just demands. For example, uh, I don't know how you're doing with your pensions in the United States, but the truth is that here we have uh, a, a debt due. 
are our friends who are retired or an age of retirement don't want to retire because the pension is 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 poverty wages hunger wages and that's why we have to fight back and that is why we want there to be a proposal from the workers including from this congress today in the department of santa cruz to elect a new executive committee that will have to be composed of uh, are the people and will have to discuss the government which we are part of to find solutions to our our demands and obviously if we're not listened to we're going to go to the streets to protest uh, we're part of this process we're part of this government but also we will not quit through uh, to our to our just demands that uh, we haven't seen a resolution to. So, it's, it's, it's very interesting that at the beginning you speak about the miners in Bolivia because in America, the, the labor movement, we also look back on history uh, for, for close to 200 years now and the miners in America was was the the originators the ones that begun the labor movement in America and many like in Bolivia lost their lives their their families lives fighting for for to protect the rights of the workers and for for a more de democratic society and so we as well look look on on the miners in America even today as a highly highly respected and regarded uh, organization uh, me and Jacob, uh, as we talk, uh, many times in, in the past, we are in, in the U.S., the labor movement right now is approximately, as far as unionists go, approximately 8%, I believe, uh, of the entire workers of America are unionists. So the labor movement is very weak. And it's it's our constant strive to to build solidarity uh, with with all the workers in America. But we we look at Bolivia and see the power that you have built and that the unions have built, and we wonder there must be great communication between all of the unions and all of the workers, of course. And we have an an overreaching federation what we call the afl american federation of labor and they bring all of the unions uh together but the communication is poor so we never have a good solidarity between all of the labor movement it's only between few few unions and we're wondering how Bolivia has been so successful because we look and we see uh, what you've done recently as a tremendous success, not just for the Bolivian people, but for the people all over the world to look on and say, we can do this as well. So we wonder uh, what, where does your success come from? How are you generating such great success among the workers there? And how, how would you uh, suggest 
I, I understand maybe uh, you don't under, uh, have a full comprehension of what we're facing in America, but how, how some suggestions that you could make to help the labor movement, how we could help the labor movement here. Ah, tenemos eh, asambleas eh, de sindicatos eh, permanentes. Uh, we have assemblies, uh, union assemblies, permanent assemblies. We call these assemblies parliaments of workers, where we debate through criticism, through auto-criticism, obviously internal criticism, and that rises up to uh, debate analysis through the stages of the departmental unions of federations of confederations and that is translated to a national debate that is called upon by the Central Boliviana through uh, through the you know that that is the the stage of the criticism of autocriticism and of proposals. And so obviously the main factor uh, of unity is there, but uh, there are obviously traitors, there are people that sell out, but they are very harshly punished, they are expunged, and we've understood ourselves that we cannot be submitted to political power and the power of capital and that's where we dispute the political scene as workers we value very much uh, the leadership of the workers party in Brazil of, uh, of Lula's party that also emerges from the bases from the factories with this capacity with this consciousness uh, of class, of worker class, of labor class, and it's very impressive that he was able to raise about 30 million poor people into the middle class. And it was also said that his greatest sin was to bring a plate of food to the poor. The same thing here with Evo Morales. So Evo Morales is an affiliate of the Central Obrera Boliviana. He is a, a field worker, but he is affiliated through the Central Union of Bolivia. So Compañero Evo is born from the labor movement, and he is a indigenous agricultural worker, but he rises up through uh, the affiliation to the labor movement. So that's where that conscious uh, consciousness to defend our natural resources because a product of that after the nationalization program is industrialization. And with this uh, coup government, this was, you know, taking steps back. I also wanted to say that our country, for example, is uh, a very uh, gaseous country, natural gas, and we had to, uh, having that natural gas, we had to import this natural gas. 
we were importing it from Paraguay and President Evo started to install uh, liquid petroleum separation plants and that became firstly in a way to fuel our internal consumption and an ability to export liquid petroleum to other countries and that's when we as workers realize that we have to start in this scene of struggle and above the internal differences that we had there was always ways to uh, find common ground and that comes through the assemblies and the congresses and there comes the strength of the labor movement union labor movement uh, of Santa Cruz and of Bolivia. Something that you mentioned in a um, uh, in, in your answer a while back was that um, the labor movement in Bolivia not only sees itself as the protector of rights and wages in the workplace and in individual workplaces for individual workers, but also as a guardian of Bolivia's natural resources, also as a guardian of their community, also as a guardian of democracy in Bolivia. And I, I wanted to underscore that point and make sure that the, our, our brothers and sisters in the labor movement here heard that. Because um, the United, you know, the labor movement in the United States, uh, we have a history, and 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 maybe the term today would be a social justice unionism. We can see that in some of the teacher strikes across the country, where what they were striking for was not only higher wages, but also. Um, it, it was also more nurses in schools for the children. It was better resources for the children. It was, it, you know, it, they were striking for their communities. And we can look to history for a guide there in the United States as well with uh, in, in the um, during FDR, lots of unions went on strike for uh, uh programs in the New Deal to help their communities. And that's something that I think a lot of unions in the United States have got away from. We have kind of um, uh, restricted the bounds of our solidarity to our shop floor, where what 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 y'all have done in the broader movement of workers in Bolivia, I think is very laudable. And I look I, I look at that um, for, for inspiration, um, and, and I hope that, that other people who are in the labor movement who listen to this also take inspiration from that and begin to see themselves as, um, you know, the, 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 um, as an organized uh, vehicle for the working class to make our community demands heard, not just, you know, working for ourselves. No, seguro. Eh, hay un hay un modelo económico que tenemos. Well, of course, yeah. There's a there's a model, economic model that we have that has been designed by precisely the current president, our friend Lucho, with. Uh, Carlos Villegas, who was not with us, who was assessor to the main union, 
it's a redistributive model in which the profits generated by companies, especially those owned by the government, does not stay in a few hands. It's a model that redistributes these profits where, where this, so that this money can reach everybody through bonuses and this generates great uh, economic movement and obviously the private sector does not want to see uh, become generalized but in, but in general the, the private sector doesn't risk anything that's why us workers have, have always pushed to have control for control of the nationalized strategic companies and these companies are the ones that generate the possibility of injecting strong amounts of economic resources for example in the issue of industrialization on investment in ammonia and a urea factory that we never thought of ever having an inversion an investment of 950 million dollars with our own resources generated by our nationalized company in the case of the LP liquid petroleum uh, factory 19 million dollars were invested there and and uh, this had made this has made possible not to have to subsidize not to subsidize liquid petroleum to convert ourselves uh, to be flush with this with this product but also to be able to export it so when we're thinking about uh, Evo's uh, budget we were thinking of 6.5 million dollars in investment and the private investments were thinking about 2.5 million dollars in investment so this has never happened uh, on the private side and uh, just think you know the state does not live from the private enterprise private enterprise lives off the state through this generation of investment this million dollar investment the private companies had uh, you know had money to build roads and bridges and airports uh, education centers factories uh, storage warehouses industrialization but this was done by using resources generated by state-owned companies and that's why we close ranks when we defend the national strategic businesses companies that allows us that in 2005 when Evo wins the elections on 18th of December we had a minimum wage of 240 bolivianos this was a miserable minimum wage that was enough for nothing and in in comparison to the dollar which was about 8 bolivianos 8.12 bolivianos to a dollar but when uh, President Evo he made the uh, economy a Bolivian economy instead of uh, instead of the dollar going up the dollar went to 6.92 so the minimum wage gradually rose and when the coup happened last year our workers we were winning 2018 bolivianos as a minimum wage 
So in the 13 or 14 years of government of Presidente Evos, us workers, we have had an uh, increase of minimum wage of about 327%. It's an equivalent approximately 4.7% increase per year. In some instances, we've had opportunities to charge uh, double, uh, and that's thanks to a good economy, and it plays a role, as well as uh, our minister and under the leadership of the government at that moment with our brother and leader, uh, union leader, that is Evo Morales. That is why we always will be in line with defending our state-owned enterprises for the Bolivian people. And that is why we want to guarantee education through the state, our universities, our municipalities, our local governments. There's our, there are municipalities that receive truly miserable amounts of money, a product of co-participation, and after nationalization, that multiplied by 10, by 20, by 100. So we as workers understand perfectly what it is that we want out of the country and through our uh, petition process we present agendas that can become government programs. We have the responsibility in this instance in this government to lay the foundation so that uh, our brother Lucho can uh, function as a good leader and this, this won't be possible without the leadership uh, after one of our brothers that was uh, that fled the country I refer to my brother Evo Morales he will always be the leader to establish the foundation of a governability so that uh, with our leader uh, Lucho the president and his vice president David so that they can recover the economy and so that the rest of the country can grow Something that you mentioned that kind of stuck with me um, because it, it's very similar to something that, uh, that David and I uh, both say, which is that, you, you know, you, you said that you were a candidate for the MAS in elections in Santa Cruz, but that your primary loyalty was with the labor movement that you were primarily involved and interested in seeing the success of the labor movement that you kind of saw that as your uh you know your uh your first duty so to speak and and david and i have a very similar perspective um yeah, uh, you know, both of us, like I said, we're unionists. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've, we've thought about running for office, but we principally see the, uh, the best way to, um, to working class, uh, to, to, to achieving gains for the working class through the labor movement. So, um, why is it that, you have that perspective uh, as as somebody who is involved in the mass, but also uh, in your union. Um, you know why why is it that you see the the labor movement as, as kind of your uh, 
the the place where you primarily want to be involved with. A ver, no, no, casi un poco no entendí bien, pero logré captar. Uh, la, la dirigencia sindical. La dirigencia sindical. Uh, yo tengo mucho respeto por los. I didn't quite get the thing you were saying, but I I understand, I believe. I have a lot of respect for our brothers and sisters, academics, professionals, workers, and uh, laborers in general. Respect them, but from universities, you leave with a title under your arm, an academic title, but you're missing something. They become professionals, but they really learn with us, with the workers, with the laborers, with the people. And the best university for us is, you know, life itself. The best university is facing life day by day. The best university is being hungry in your childhood when you don't have enough to buy your daily bread. From there, uh, we understand what solidarity of class is. That's our best university. And that's the university that uh, Evo Morales has come from. And that's why he's the fruit of all these good benefits. That's why we're really proud to come from that university, to come from the best university. That's the unions, that's the streets. That's why, in general, uh, maybe we don't have the language adequate to express uh, what, you know, what the, the, the professional language in Spanish is, or good French, or good English, or what have you, but we speak our true language that is expressed through solidarity. And solidarity for us goes above everything else. To tell you, for example, we have to give, we have to give the shirt off our back to our brother, we do it. That's the principle of workers, of laborers of our country. Uh, Jacob, unless you have any more questions, I don't, did you have more? Uh, I don't think so. I want, um, you know, uh, Brother Rolando, I really appreciate you taking your time. Uh, do you have any kind of, uh, um, any closing thoughts for uh, for us or for our audience? You know, the folks that are going to be listening to this are actually primarily not going to be in the labor movement. We air on a a radio station that goes out to the general public and so um, but you know of course a lot of our listeners are in the labor movement uh, you know do you have any any closing thoughts kind of a, a message from Bolivia uh, from the Bolivian workers movement that you wanted to make sure that uh, that folks listening are going to hear I wanted to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share more than anything with uh, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, unionists in the United States, and, and through you, the rest of the world, just a message. Uh, we must learn to speak the same language amongst the workers, amongst brothers, amongst leaders, union leaders. We are not we're not enemies, 
we are not enemies of the rich, we just want the poor to stop being poor. And in our case, we keep fighting after recovering our democracy with this bitter taste in our mouth. We hope to continue to strengthen this unity that is always the factor in victory, in, in getting good results. We can have differences, but when push comes to shove, we have to close ranks to defend our rights, and in our case, to defend our own nation, to defend our strategic resources. That is the reason uh, to have a better future for all Bolivians, for all Lat for all people of Latin America, for all of the workers of the entire world. Uh, a hearty uh, hello to everyone. May God bless you. May God illuminate the workers. And I hopefully we always have the chance to communicate through this medium so that we can learn from each other. In life, we are apprentices. So we are grateful so much for the interview. I didn't know I was speaking with other labor uh, unionists, and I'm happy to share our experiences that uh, us us workers have had here in our country. If if I can say one more thing before we go, Jacob, I just wanted to uh, send my sincere thanks to Brother Rolando. Uh, and I speak for all of my membership whenever I say solidarity with all the workers in Brazil. Uh, much love and uh, wishing you great success and, and, and safety above all as you go back to work and, and fight the fight with the, hopefully with a great government behind you. Yes, and I, I want to send my. Uh, I believe that I can. I can speak. Uh, you know, not only for uh, my union, but uh, but for our local labor federation. Uh, when I send uh, my solidarity to uh, the people of Bolivia uh, in their, uh, you know, in, in their in, in their fight for for democracy and and for uh, an economy for the many, uh, not the few. So, thank you so much, Brother Rolando. Un abrazo. All right. Yep. All right. Have a good night.